Hey guys, I hope you're doing so well and I have such a special episode for you today because I have the amazing ability to interview my beautiful friend Milan Rice from Phoenix, Arizona. Milan Rice injects passion in everything she does. After 10 years in corporate America, Milan gave in to her entrepreneurial learnings and founded M-Drive, a company specializing in transforming lives and changing mindsets in order for people to discover how to live their best lives. Milan then started Lioness Den, the non-profit arm of M-Drive that focuses on building up women who have been victims of sexual crimes and abuse. Milan helps them to build up their confidence and self-esteem and mentors women by helping them to step fully into their purpose. Rice knows that there is life after trauma and she is wholeheartedly dedicated to her goal to extend a helping hand to women globally via transitional homes that promote healing as well as economic and professional development programs. Rice is a sought-after speaker, a transformational life coach, and holds a BA in business administration and holds a master's degree in marketing communication. She is a proud Chicago native currently residing in Phoenix, Arizona, who enjoys indulging her fashionista tendencies by shopping at local boutiques in between client meetings and doing good for womanhood. Wow, Milan, that is probably the most inspiring and empowering bio I've had the opportunity to read out yet. So good to have you here, sister. Well, thank you, Daisy. I appreciate it. You know, we are whole 24 hours apart. I'm in America, you in Australia. (laughs) Yeah, of course. The pleasure is all mine. I'm so excited. So Milan, let's get straight into it. So I realize that you are an international speaker. And so I'd love to just open up this conversation with that question. What inspired you to get into speaking? My background, you know, some of the things that I've been through in life. Um, I went through an extensive healing process and I know for a fact there are others out here like me and I wanted to make sure that people have the tools that it's okay not to be okay, you know, that you're here to live, not to just exist. Mm -hmm. So, so those are the things that I want to help people do is, and it's Mm -hmm. all about a mindset shift, you know, it's not the easiest thing in the world to do but once you do it and you get on the other side it is amazing it is beautiful and I'm not saying that you're going to be free of problems free of you know the world that's not what I'm saying you're going to look at it and have a different scope of what it looks like and you're going to execute and reply to things differently Mm, thanks for that Milan so really your story of transformation that's what inspired you your story of healing. That's what inspired you to become a speaker. Here's the funny thing. I had no idea. (laughs) Like, so my background was in marketing. I was a corporate America girl. You know, I worked at advertising. I worked for the federal government here for a little bit. I worked for, I was in the entertainment industry for a little bit. And I was just, you know, finagling my way through. And, but when I, it was like, uh, maybe two months ago, I was going back looking at old pictures and I was speaking all the time. And I was just like, I didn't even realize I was already doing it. You know what I'm saying? I ran from my purpose a long time because I was like, I ain't about to do that. Have people talking crazy on social media and you don't have to say. So, uh, but it's for the people who, who need what I have. People don't know what the tools are, you know? So that's, you know, mainly why I do what I do. Yeah, for sure. And you primarily speak about your work. 
and you know healing and tools for transformation so basically so people can understand what I was healing from I was mm. healing sexual assault right I was sexually assaulted at 10 years old I was kidnapped off the street sexually assaulted thank god I'm still here and so as a child um that's a lot I didn't know yeah. how to comprehend it what mm. to do with it I didn't I didn't really you know I'm a kid mm. I'm just trying to you know, play with Rainbow Bright and Barbies and live my life. You know, yeah. I didn't know that those things were going to happen, uh, that that was going to happen to me. So a part of, so basically when it happened to me, I died in here. I didn't want to, it's like I, that 10 year girl, 10 year old little girl, I left her where she was in that dark basement that I was held in mm-hmm. for hours because I didn't want to feel that pain. It was too painful. It was scary. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to go back to that. And what part of my healing was to go back to that. I had to go back to that to rescue myself, to figure mm-hmm. out who I was supposed to be before mm-hmm. all this trauma happened. Remember, I had um, I was um, went through hypnosis. Ah. I remember where to you know to get to the little girl. Yeah, interesting. I, I, yeah, so I I saw her and it was dark in the room and she yeah. was just kind of sitting on the stage by herself and I was just I was I was standing like it was like a movie theater I was standing in the back and yeah. I was like I ain't going in there she could be yeah. with you know and then I actually went in there after um a little bit and I went in and I just I just hung her you know and just took my power back first of all yeah and um you know and started on the journey of figuring out defining who I wanted to be you know who I needed to yeah. be for me first before I can even give to people out here in the world yeah. so that's hugely important you know to fill your cup up first before mm. you know and I know it's difficult with people who have um spouses and children mm. you know we're taught to especially with women we're taught to give to everybody before we yeah. get married. whether you, you are single married or not I mean women period we give to everybody and mm. so what I've learned in my journey is to fill my cup up first, because if my cup ain't filled, I can't help nobody. Mm. <laughs> so as long as I keep my cup filled up and people are like, well, how do you keep your cup filled up? Self-love. And I know people hear that and it's almost like a buzzword now, yeah. <laughs> but it's the truth. Self-love is how you fill up your cup. Whatever it is that you love to do, do it. Like today, mm-hmm. this morning, I got up. I didn't want to because I don't. I'm, I don't like to exercise. I need to lose weight, so I got to exercise. I got to do something about it, right? So, mm-hmm. what makes it more enjoyable? Living here in Arizona, there are mountains. There are all mm-hmm. types of critters and <laughs> and you know animals and people out walking their dogs. So, I took yeah. a walk for an hour this morning with my dad. Mm-hmm. We try to do it every other week, and I took a walk with yeah. him, and we were just talking about everything. So, yeah. I mean, that's our quality time together. So doing that, um, I love spending time with friends. I love having days when I shut down and do nothing for anybody but myself. Uh, mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't answer my phone. You know, I say no, you know, um, and every mm-hmm. day you grow every day. I'm a different mm-hmm. person than I was yesterday. I was a different person than I was this morning because every time mm-hmm. I learn something, thing you grow so you you're a different person that's how I fill up my cup but I really want people to understand who are you know because I mean there's nobody in this world who hasn't been through anything right Mm. so you have to understand that you don't have to stay there you Mm. just don't 
You don't mm. have to stay there. It's not required for you to, you know, be sad, be depressed. You don't have to. You can change your life. You really can. Mm. And I don't think people understand that your mind is so strong. You're, mm. You know, the thoughts that you have in your head, you can believe them if they're negative. But I choose to believe, replace the negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Was it two years or it definitely was a year when I used to drive to work, when I was working at this one place, I used to listen to affirmations for an hour, going to work, coming home from work and going to sleep, just listening yeah. to it, you know, and just feel because your mind is going to catch what it needs. So, yeah. um, and I did that and it was really a breakthrough for me, but I also had to deal and do the inner work. So I don't want mm. people to that this is a cup of tea is not you mm. have to you have to do the work and yeah. I'm a advocate for therapy I really am no, um there's sure. nothing wrong with therapy you know yeah. um you, you know you need the extra help and with mm. both of us being life coaches um what we do so people can understand is we push you to your greatness we're not the ones to sit and necessarily analyze what you have been through but we listen to what you've been through and based off of what we've been through, we share our tools with you mm. and share with you how our journey has been. So you can also live the same, you know, mm. a fruitful life like we are. But, you know, do understand that we still have our journey too. It's been a journey for me and I wouldn't trade it in for the world, actually. Healing is... is it's so euphoric, you know, just to, um, see yourself grow. you like, yeah. when I look at pictures of myself, you know, even two years, 10 years down the line, I look like a different person. Everything has opened up for me. I, I look different, right? Take care of yourself first and fill mm. up that you can give to others. So you can, mm. you know, live your life. You mm. don't, like I said before, you don't want to just exist. And a lot of people don't even know they're existing. You know, mm. because I also admit that at one point I was a functionally depressed woman. My I was just crashing. Everything was just like my mind was like. Doo -doo 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 -doo. And when was right. that, Milan? That was in your twenties. In your, in no. your... <laughs> that was in my thirties. I'm forty six now, and uh, yeah, I was like 32, 30, 32 when I crashed. And um, I was depressed how I knew I was depressed. So I took a lot of alcohol, you know, when I, in my twenties or thirties to kind of make me not feel, sure. yeah. you know, I didn't want to feel all of that. So I drank a lot. That was in my thirties. Yeah. I was to, to everybody else. It was like, I, you know, cause I had a great job. I lived mm. in a very affluent community in Chicago and I was traveling for work and I was in grad school. I had this, you know. The, the the life I guess what yeah. people think but inside I was miserable a friend of mine was like what is your problem you know she was like you never come out the house you always mm. at home it's 90 degrees in Chicago you know Chicago is a tundra <laughs> most of the year and I'm at home sitting in the bed watching tv eating macaroni and cheese and potato chips just at home yeah. and I was functioning but I was depressed like really depressed. Mm. And so I got help understand um, who I was, mm. understand, make a conscious decision to understand mm. 
God was for myself. Yeah. So I had to do that. I needed to stop listening to who people said he was mm. and form a relationship with him and ask him questions, ask him to show me. And let me tell y'all out here, <laughs> yeah. when you ask, you better be ready because he's going to show you. He's not going <laughs> to give you anything you can't handle. So you mentioned that you kickstarted your healing journey at 32. So were you unconscious of this trauma that happened to you when you were 10? Just no, no, no. I knew exactly what happened to me. Ah, I got you. Yeah, because okay. I went, because yeah. this person served time in jail. Um, yeah, got you. I went okay. to court for it. I mean, I saw him, you know, because I had to testify in front of him, which yes. is so dramatic to me. And oh. I'm glad that here in the United States, they have made, um, you know, laws of things for children where we don't have to go through that. You know, that was in the 80s when that happened. So I'm glad yeah. that they have better things now that children who have been sexually assaulted don't have to go through that. And I'm so happy for that. Yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, all my life, I was totally aware of what happened to me. Yeah, sure. all my life. So, you know, when I got to be a teenager, I was angry because sure. I didn't know what I felt. And, you know, my parents did take me to therapy, but it wasn't effective because he was a man. And I wasn't about to trust another adult man to tell him anything you know interesting, so even, yeah. Yeah, even though my parents were sitting right there both of them were there with me and I was like mm -mm. was that a theme for you throughout your life that mistrust towards men absolutely yeah yes. sure. absolutely I can honestly say even to this day the traumatized version of myself sometimes pops out with men because yeah. it's a safe haven. It's a, mm. a, a, um, a, a wall that I build to keep myself safe. And yeah. do I think that every man on the earth is, a, you know, a rapist? No, you know, mm. but my mind, like my therapist always tells me, my mind remembers the trauma. So mm. my mind automatically goes saying that's a man, <laughs> you know, but I'm yeah. more vulnerable now, you know, because I had to tell myself literally that every man is not bad they're not yeah. a rapist I haven't even yeah. met everyone in the world <laughs> you know so I don't I can't say that you know um yeah. so I just equated you know because I had bad relationships you know not yeah. understanding that you know some of that was me mm -hmm. you know I, I had mm -hmm. to take the responsibility but because I was in victim mode mm -hmm. I was like oh it's his fault and he's this and he doesn't want to do that but it was me too because I didn't know how to communicate my feelings properly so I'm learning, you know, see, I mean, cause you have triggers all your life. You're going to have, you're going to be triggered. It, yeah. it is what it is. Um, and so I'm learning to deal with those triggers. And yeah. luckily um, the men that I have in my life now, uh, all of them understand that. And, you know, they treat me like a rose petal. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. You know, but it's not to say that they don't hold me accountable for things, but they understand, they, they, they approach me differently. Yeah, I just, I want to honor you. And I just want to say thank you so much for being so open and sharing this with the community. And I can really resonate with you, especially what you mentioned about acting out from that trauma response from, from that past situation. Because, um, yeah, when I was around six, um, something, a situation um, happened with me as well. And it left me feeling very powerless, very powerless. And from then on, from every situation that occurred in a similar situation with a man well up into my 20s, 
I would act out in the exact same way. I'd be powerless. If any type of feeling arose within me, I'd literally run from any type of relationship, from any type of feeling. And I would constantly self-sabotage these relationships. And a belief began to form in my mind that relationships equal pain. And so in order for me never ever to experience that pain, I would, I would literally run, I'd run, you know, sabotage. And I knew then um, in my mid-20s, mid to late 20s, I had to have a good look at this. Um, if I was ever going to experience love, if I was ever going to experience connection, if I was ever going to experience in- intimacy, I had to take a really good look at this because this wasn't normal. I looked at my friends and their relationships were absolutely blossoming and and also my own siblings and I'm like this isn't normal the way I'm showing up to relationships this isn't normal the way that I'm interacting with men and so it was at that moment when I began to question I began to question that I wanted more for life I wanted more for my life I knew there was another way of living you know I saw how happy my friends were and 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 I wanted that I wanted intimacy I wanted relationship and I knew I was worthy of that And so the moment when I began questioning, that was the moment, you know, I set forth on the self-development journey of really having a good look at this trauma and these beliefs that I picked up as a result, beliefs around men, beliefs about relationships. And with different um, NLP and hypnosis has been an absolute blessing and life coaching as well. I've been able to unravel relearn remember the, the the truth of who I am right like you mentioned you know it, it can be quite challenging and frightening to look at however for me it'd be way more frightening not to look at this because of how beautiful my relationships are today as a result of going there and realizing that that was in the past I'm no longer there anymore that girl <laughs> that little girl she is safe And she's living right through me now, (laughs) you know, being a transformational life coach, speaking, hypnotist, that little girl, she is thriving. She is right here right now living through me. So that's something to be very conscious of as well, that, that we are the victor, that we won, that we are right here right now sharing our gifts with the world. What's even more important, in my opinion, is that if we believe that thoughts create our emotional state and our emotional state is what attracts situations and circumstances and and really our dreams and goals to us, then if we are living from the past, remembering and reminiscing over this trauma, then those thoughts are creating the emotional state, right? Right here, right now in the present, especially if we haven't gone there, healed that and allowed the energy and the trauma to move throughout our nervous system. That same trauma kept me playing the exact same thoughts throughout my mind. As a result, that created the emotional signature. As a result, whenever I'd come up to a situation with a man, um, a similar situation or any type of relationship, that would get triggered. That sa- Those same thoughts would trigger the same emotional response. As a result, I'd act out in the exact same way, whether that would be completely like running suppressing my emotions and just sabotaging the whole thing and I wondered why I just wasn't moving forwards in my life with men I wondered why I wasn't moving forwards in my life with relationships you know not to say that it's irrelevant that what happened to you that's not what I'm saying it's just that if you keep focusing on that then that's where you're going to stay right Mm -hmm. so you have to be able to move forward and um and fight mm-hmm. the thoughts in your head. That's the biggest thing to move forward. You got to fight. You got to be resilient. You got to keep going. You got to do it if you don't feel like it. 
what the thoughts of your head wants to do is they want to pull you down and they want to, yeah. you know, take you out, you know, so you have to push through it. And that's what I did, no matter mm. how offended I was, how mad I was, yeah. all the things, I still push through it, you know? And so for me, my, my I'm a processor, right? Mm. So I hear something like my therapist, I'm still in therapy, even to this day, my mm. therapist would say something to me and sometimes I got to process it. I'm like, okay, mm. I process that. Like you said, you are a victor. You are an amazing person. We have gotten to know each other over the last year and I see you all the time. You know, we support each other on each other's platforms and yeah. you are an amazing person. And now, you know, a lot of times I wonder why people are connected to me and now I know why. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. So when it comes to your own healing journey, you mentioned forgiveness was a big part of your healing journey, you know, um, forgiving him for yourself. How did you do this? The man who raped me, he got out of prison, raped another young lady and went back to prison. So I used to check on the internet and in, in America, we have, you, you could check the prisons and see where they are, you know, and all that. So occasionally I would check. So he's out of prison now. He's like, I don't know, same age as my dad. <laughs> so um, I wrote him a letter, actually. I wrote him a letter while he was in prison because I wanted closure. I wanted to know why he did that to me. And I was prepared to go visit him in jail, like literally. And so I wrote him a letter and he wrote me back. And he, at least he said he didn't remember. I don't know if he really didn't remember me. He said he didn't remember me, but he said, he told me that he gave his, his life to Christ. And, um, you know, he's a different man, you know, so hopefully that's true. I really honestly don't wish anything ill on him um I don't hate him I forgave him for it was fine what I needed came through that you know so that's that's all I need I needed to understand to you know to forgive him but also understand that I'm hoping that what he said was true so he can help men like him who are sick touching little girls and you know taking women and traumatizing women I hope he did give his life to God so he can help other men not do what he did to me. Thank yeah. you for sharing all that, Milan. Like, yeah. really, um, thank you so much. Yeah, um, no problem. I mean, I just want mm. people to be free of mm. all the shame, the guilt, mm. you know, um, the the doubting, the self-worth, you know, the lack of self-worth, the lack mm. of confidence, all those things I had. And nobody knew that. Yeah, and you being such a leader in this field and really speaking out and and bringing this non-negotiable conscious conversation to the forefront, really literally creating a parody and shift is deflating a lot of the shame and the guilt that does come with sexual abuse. So yeah, well done, sister. You, like I mentioned, you are a leader in this field. I wanted to ask a little about therapy. You know, we spoke a lot about therapy during the first beginning of this podcast. And I wanted to ask you, Milan, so for me, like therapy is uh, non-negotiable. I am an absolute advocate for therapy, whether it's, you know, different types of um, therapy like hypnotherapy and then you've got the life coaching and the psychology. I wanted to ask you, if someone was looking for a therapist, how like what tools and tips would you give them to in order for them to connect and align with with the best therapist for them okay i'm gonna be 
100% honest, okay? Um, if, so for me, like I said, when I was a kid, when I was 10 and my parents took me to therapy, they took, they weren't, and I'm not blaming my parents at all because they were just trying to do the best for me. So yeah, what they did yeah. is they took me to a therapist, which is what they should have done, but he was a man. He was an adult man. And I wasn't trying to talk to an adult man. Mm-hmm. So if you're, if you feel more comfortable with a woman, if your um, abuser was a man, then maybe you should try a woman. Um, if you are a person of color, uh, we have different layers to us, okay? Especially mm-hmm. in the United States, you know, we mm-hmm. have racism. We deal with a lot of things here. So talking to a therapist that's Mm. not a person of color who wouldn't understand why I feel the way I do as a Black woman in America could not help me. You know, and that does not mean that they're not a good therapist. They just can't help me. So if you're a person of color, you know, a Black or Brown person, my suggestion is find a Black or Brown therapist so they can Mm. understand what you're saying okay um some people prefer christian um therapists then find that because you know get that you know so mm-hmm. find what works for you every therapist mm-hmm. i don't know if they do that they're daisy but here in the united states every therapist says what they specialize in trauma family care mm-hmm. drug addiction you know all of that stuff you know mm-hmm. alcohol abuse. they say what they specialize in so you find the ones that specialize in what your trauma is Mm. and they will be able to help you dig deep a therapist is going to have you do work okay inner work you know because that's where everything starts it starts within yourself because I was a victim I blamed everybody I'm like that's his fault that's her fault she should then that it was like no so how did you say this or how did Mm. what was your reaction and do you think that was the right thing to say? You know, they ask you questions and be like, maybe I shouldn't have <laughs> did that mm. or say that, that you're going to have to do some inner work. You know, mm. you know, people be like, it didn't work. Well, did you do the work? Did you do the assignments? Because they're going to give you assignments. They'll tell you certain things to do. So are you going to do it? So, yeah. and do it when you're ready. You know, mm. we're advocates for it. We're not pushing you into it. We're encouraging you yeah. to do it because we know how it helped us. Yeah. and how it's helping us so definitely you know get into it what I tell people is I'm not a therapist I will tell you if you come to me that I if I think you need a therapist because what life coaches do we push you to your greatness yeah you know we push you we encourage you to do more we give you stuff to do I don't want to say we don't dig deep you know we're not gonna sit and dig deep you know, from your childhood, you know, these are just conversations we're having, let you know where our expertise comes from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're not going to sit and talk to you about um, where your trauma started from, you know, we'll mm-hmm. listen, don't get me wrong. And then we'll ask you some questions and then we'll give you some things to do. You know, mm-hmm. it's based on how we learn the tools that we have, you know, mm-hmm. So I do want people to understand the difference. And mm-hmm. like for me and both of us, we both have a therapist and a life coach. Both of us mm-hmm. do. <laughs> so, yeah. and we need them for different reasons, you know? Yeah. So as you define who you are, then you can define what you need. Some people don't go to therapy. They think having a life coach is just fine and, and that's okay. And some people say, I do want to go to therapy and then I come back to life coaching if I need it. And that's fine too. We want you to have what works for you. 
Yeah, I do feel this is an important conversation and I 100% agree with you with what you said, defining the difference between a life coach and, and a therapist's role. And that's why I teamed the two. So I'm a life coach and also a hypnotherapist. So I do do that deep transformational work and creating change on a neurological level. And then what I found is that when we create space and freedom in our energetic fields and we heal our nervous system from the past and from trauma responses, then we deep dive and we tap into our soul's deeper yearnings and our, and our soul's higher vision for our lives. And that's when we ask those deeper questions, right? Like, what are our desires for this lifetime? What are our dreams for this lifetime? Where do we see, where do we see ourselves in the next year? in the next five years, in the next 10 years. So this is actually where I feel that um, perhaps life coaching is going. You know, we are teaming the two. We are doing that deep transformational work, really progressing forwards towards the higher vision for our life, towards the higher purpose for our life. Yeah, and um, some therapists are like, my therapist is a life coach as well. Yeah. So some ther- they do both. Yeah, it's a really powerful team and it's becoming more and more common. So Milan, just switching gears now, what do you specifically niche in and how do you help women heal from trauma? Um, some people who have had trauma, when I talk about mindset, they come to me, you know, and they're like, well, so how do I get here? You know, and I find out different things about them. Like, okay, I get it. You know? So when, when I, um, when I'm on stage, I do tell my story. I've also, like I said, I'm a corporate America. I came out of corporate America. So I know what's going on in corporate America too. So I, I, I I've done a couple webinars this year already, mm-hmm. um, you know, with corporate America, just, you know, dealing with mindset business owners, you know, cause we're mm-hmm. business, you know, how to get past 2020. I also have spoken here in Arizona. We have a, an organization that I partner with called the Arizona coalition to end sexual domestic violence focused on people getting the tools that they need that Mm -hmm. I I can't emphasize that enough and you know making sure that they understand what to do so I haven't been uh, under hypnosis for a while you know maybe I need to go back in there to see what's in there that I'm hiding oh we can definitely make that happen (laughs) (laughs) yes so so Milan how can people get in contact with you and book a consultation or a session social media right now because I am rebranding my website and everything right now. So all of that nice. is shut down. So you can find me on Instagram um, with my first and last name, M-A-L-A-U-N Rice, R-I-C-E, or you can find me on Facebook, same. Um, and you can follow me. You know, I put a lot of inspirational quotes. I tell the truth. I don't sugarcoat anything. Yeah. <laughs> I tell the truth. Um, so I tell my friends, well, if you don't want to know the truth, don't ask me. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell I spend a lot of time making sure people um uplifted, you know, feeling yeah. positive. Yeah. Sometimes I I, you know, I don't always feel that. So when I post it for for you guys and you guys respond back, that actually helps me, you know, too. You know, because as life coaches, we give a lot to a lot of people and sometimes we don't get it in return, which is not complaining, just saying, you know, you know, it's great when we see people respond back. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah. To see you just say good job. Love it. You know, for both of us, you know, we need to yeah. see that. Right on sister girl. So I'll put all that information down on the show notes for everyone to get in contact with you. Milan, it's been an absolute pleasure and a joy having this conversation. And it's so interesting. Um, so this podcast is quite new and 
when I first got this podcast up and running on iTunes, the first person who I wanted to interview was you. So thanks so much for being a part of this podcast. You know, it's been an absolute joy. But I also want people out there to know this is not going to be the last time we work together. I'll be in Australia one day soon. Yes. <laughs> and yes. we'll have something. We'll do something together. What an amazing and an inspiring woman. So if you want to get in contact with Milan Rice and head to the show notes and all the information will be down there. Have an amazing day and thanks for tuning in.